Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace theology segment. My name is Dave and I'm the host for this show. And on today's episode, a listener writes in and they have a great question. And the question is, how can I have assurance of salvation? Well, wow, Um, you might even have found this show because of this question. And there are a lot of Christians today who are struggling to have assurance of their faith. And so this is a real issue and a touch point for many, many believers today. Well, the first thing to say is you can have assurance of salvation when you believe that salvation is not your doing, but God's act of redemption in Jesus Christ conceived before the foundation of the world, a sacred agreement between the persons of the triune God and carried out by God through the mysteries of his providence in real time. That is, Jesus really bled and died for sinners in their place and for their sin. And if you repent and believe, that Jesus died and that Jesus rose, then you can be saved. As Acts 16.31 says, Paul says to the Philippian jailer in Acts uh, 16.31, believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. In Romans 10.9-17, it very clearly tells us that we are to confess that Jesus is Lord and to believe in our heart and to confess with our mouth and we will be saved. And so if you've done that, praise the Lord, by his grace, um, you are a child of God. You know, the lack of assurance in the Christian life among many Christians today is a very real issue. In short, though, saved and kept forever by God, we often buy the lie that we are not saved by the righteousness of Christ alone. A lack of assurance is not necessarily sinful unless you know the truth and resist it or even reject it. Usually the lack of assurance is a misunderstanding of God's salvation or the sad result of bad teaching. The good news is is that you can know God's assurance of eternal life in Christ alone. The Lord has given scriptures that support our salvation in Christ. In fact, taken in context and systemized across the broad landscape of the word of God, we can see that God tells us that we can know assurance. We can go into a whole bevy of scriptures, but consider Philippians 1.6. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Now, when Paul told the Philippians that he was confident that he who began a good work in you will see it through the day of Christ, he was affirming that salvation is not only of God, but in Christ. That is to say, God's covenant of grace is the sacred bond in blood that what God requires, God provides in the person of his son, our savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That is to say, Jesus Christ is your righteousness. The sinner needs an alien righteousness, as Martin Luther put it so memorably, a perfect life lived on her behalf. Jesus Christ is your righteousness. Second, Jesus Christ is your substitute. The sinner needs a substitute to take the punishment for sin that is embedded in the cosmic code of divine justice. 
That is the covenant of works. If you sin, you shall surely die. Jesus Christ is your substitute. Third, Jesus Christ is your advocate and high priest. The sinner must have an advocate with the Father, a high priest who represents the sinner and makes atonement continually on their behalf. Jesus Christ is your advocate and high priest. Now, you see, if God began the good work in you, then the only way for you to lose the salvation which God has won for you is to send the time machine into fast forward reverse. Christ would have to come down from his ascension. Christ would have to go back to the tomb. Christ would have to be swept back across the cruel cross where the nails would have to go back into his hands and into his feet. Yeah, that's ludicrous, right? Christ died for our sins once for all. He's not going to go back on his own word and he will not reverse the sacrificial work of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Paul could say that he was confident of the perseverance of the saints in Philippi because the Spirit of God guaranteed that he would preserve them. The Father covenant with the Son to save you before the foundation of the world for his pleasure and not because of any good he saw in you. He sent his Son to live the life that you could never live and die the death that should have been yours. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son with the Father and the Son is glorified as he carries out the divine plan of God. And so the ruling motif of the gospel, the cross becomes a crown, the sign of shame is a sign of salvation, and the darkness of the tomb becomes a golden globe of the resurrection. It's now the operative power in your life if you are in Christ. God, by the Holy Spirit, is actively making all things work together in your life to bring you home to the Lord. If salvation is about you keeping and doing your best, then your rights as a son or a daughter of God are based on fraudulent papers. But since you have been saved by by God and from God, you are sealed by God through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And so, dear Christian, you are safe, and God will cause all things to work together to the good for you, as God has said in his word. The Father promises that the Son's person and the Spirit's power constitute an unbreakable bond that guarantees your salvation. See, this is the gift of God for you. You can know assurance of eternal life by receiving Jesus Christ as a resurrected and living Lord and Savior of your life and by trusting not in your own emotions or in your own feelings, but in the unchanging covenant of grace that says what God starts, God completes. In fact, we can say this, that Paul's message in Philippians 1.6, it's not an isolated promise of God to you. God has created a veritable string of fine pearls fitted for your wearing, giving you the ground and the glory of assurance of your salvation. John 5.24 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. John 6.37 and John 6.39, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he he has given me, but raise him up on the last day. John eleven twenty five through 26 says, Jesus said there, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? John ten twenty eight through 29, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Romans eight thirty eight through 39, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Ephesians 2, 8-9, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Now, the Reformed doctrine of perseverance is that a regenerate soul will persevere through the trials of life and continue to believe and even repent of their sin. You know, after all, every Christian is going to slip and fall, develop bad habits, wrestle with doubt, but through it all, they're, they're going to keep going even as they began in Christ. All believers slip and they fall into sin, but no true believer stays in habitual sin. Just as God gave him faith and repentance unto initial conversion, so he supplies them with faith and repentance all along the way to heaven, as we see in the Canons of Dort, Article 7. Believers who have come to Christ by grace remain wedded to Christ, knowing they are in him by grace. You see, perseverance and assurance are two sides of the same coin. The believer cannot persevere in grace without growing in assurance, and they cannot grow in assurance of faith without perseverance. And so we must say that the doctrine of perseverance is not just a pretty ribbon that completes the package of Reformed soteriology, that is the doctrine of salvation. Perseverance involves intense Christian watchfulness and even discipleship. It requires pilgrim warfare in a world that aims to distract the mind and rip open the heart. It embraces major issues of life and death, including the believer's eternal security and glory. Francis Roberts says perseverance is a rope that ties a soul to the doorpost of heaven. John Blanchard concludes, glory for the Christian is more certain than the grave, and God has never torn up a Christian's birth certificate. It is possible to fall in grace, but not to fall from grace. The Christian can be as certain of arriving in heaven as he is that Christ has already ascended here, there. And because the believer's perseverance depends on the one who does the work of salvation, namely the triune God, every believer is a jewel of Christ and can never be lost. Malachi 3.17 says, They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasure possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Thomas Brooks says this, Earthly jewels sometimes get separated from their own. Christ jewels never. Earthly jewels are sometimes lost. Christ jewels never. Earthly jewels are sometimes stolen. Christ jewels never. And in the final analysis, the hope of the true believer resides not in our feeble hold of God, but in his powerful grasp of us, Bruce Demharst writes. He continues saying, The stability and constancy of our spiritual lives rests not in human powers, but in God's eternal purposes and infinite resources. That is, say, God's purposes, God's promises, God's power, God's provision, God's protection. What a comfort that is to the Christian in Christ. Perseverance is ultimately the result of the work of the Spirit in a believer's life. And so the doctrine of perseverance of the saints coming down to believers from the Reformation must be preserved at all costs. Perseverance opens the way for assurance rooted in the grace of God. Objective perseverance makes possible subjective assurance, which is rooted in the believer's conscience. And so we must say, if a Christian does not believe in the perseverance of the saints, then they cannot be sure they're going to heaven. They may know that they're in a state of grace, but they have no way of knowing whether they're going to continue in that state. Assurance is wedded to the doctrine of perseverance, I'm saying. In fact, perseverance, we must say, increases assurance. Those who persist in works that spring from faith in Christ alone will attain high levels of assurance, which is why believers must persevere to the end in faith in holiness and obedience to the Lord. 
to deny the necessity of perseverance is to deny the clear scriptural teaching on the Bible. Such a denial will weaken the resolve of the believer to run the Christian race, which in turn will open them to the chastising hand of their of our Father, as Hebrews twelve one through thirteen talks about. Now, perseverance encourages a believer to live in hope. And as believers persevere, they become increasingly confident of victory in Christ and of their future with him in glory, as we see in Romans 5, 1 through 11. Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching today's episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next week, may God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.